Well, in general, I'd say like Periphery covers, you know, the grounds that I like enjoy <laughs> oh, okay, because okay. I'm not because I'm not fucking metal. I'm not just Mr. Metalcore. <laughs> 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 Hey, up and welcome to the Temple of Blair, episode 28. Yeah. You all right? Yeah, not bad, mate, you said. Yeah. I, I think I had an anecdote ready, but I can't remember what it is now. <laughs> uh, strong start. Strong start as per, as per. I was, I think I was, I might have been like, I might have been sort of trying to reflect on, we could be in Shabba watching a video earlier, which we won't name anyone, but it was basically two people being disparaging towards something. And we were just like, fucking hell, Jesus Christ, how could you how could you approach something this um this cringily? Right. And and then I realized that I was like, you know, you can't really you can't laugh at someone, you can't laugh at someone sort of like taste their output or anything like that because it's not fair. And then I realized that I was crying, laughing, listening to cra- um, Crabcore. <laughs> and like that was like an involuntary response, regardless of how much I respect people for doing what they want. So I was like, yeah. maybe, I'm a, maybe I'm a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> You say that, but isn't isn't most of this podcast like laughing at shit people have done and going that band should just fucking give up? I mean, that's that's my <laughs> contribution to this, really, isn't it? So, <laughs> I, I'd, no, like no. Think, I'd like to think that we're more balanced than that, but you you aren't wrong. We certainly wrong. are held accountable for the yeah. You know, <laughs> I think. Well, Anyone I've sent this uh, podcast to has just been like, after about five minutes, like, okay, so is it basically just you shitting on bands then? And I'm like, well, it wasn't was supposed to be, but yeah, I guess it is. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, with, with the band thing, though, it's one of these where you can go, yeah, they've got all the talent in the world, but I fucking hate what they do with it, and there's no props with that. Yeah, there is. Nah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But anyway, I, I don't think I've got any housekeeping. Um, I think I'm going to, oh, yeah, my only housekeeping thing is, I've stopped calling it a weekly metal news podcast because there's never any fucking news. No. And I think like the, the, I don't know, I don't know if I speak for everyone here. I definitely speak for myself when I say like the podcast itself is like, Oh fucking hell. It sounds so fucking cringy. Me trying to like set an agenda like this. It's fucking horrible. I hate it, but I haven't spoken to you in a while. So, um, it's a pro like one thing I fucking hate is like podcasts that try and go like, like they try and run the strength of the personalities. Mm. It's cringy. Mm. Is, and I don't like it. I don't like I don't like the Patreon structure. I don't like the crowdfunding structure. I don't like I don't like the conventional way that podcasts are run. The reason that we put this podcast together is for me and Dave to make each other accountable for our projects that we're doing in our own time, and to just listen to more metal. And I think we've achieved like a really cool, uh, cool equilibrium with this sort of makeup because Dave's off on the deep end listening to fucking <laughs> Swan Metal, and, and Shab is more sort of. I, I don't need to blow smoke up your eyes, Shab. But you're, you're more modern. I was going to say cutting edge, but that's completely like, cut. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can use I, that I, word. I, fine with this. <laughs> I sort of sit in the middle, and I've got my interests seem to be. I wonder if I'm a metalhead now because of the amount of stuff I've done with the road and stuff. I wonder if I'm more just like a numbers guy instead of a music guy. But point being, the the, pla- the platform that the Temple of Blood occupies is like, a, for me, it's a project led podcast, right? So regardless of what kind of followers we get or how many people that download the podcast, the output isn't anything to do with that kind of momentum. It's all to do with the product at the end of whatever project we're doing, mm-hmm. which in my case, and to a large extent Shab's case, because he's been helping me, is the Roadrunner thing. So once the runner thing's delivered and we get no listeners, that's fucking fine because we've filled the knowledge gap. And then we move on to the next thing, which I have an idea of what that's going to be. Um, Okay. But... but Well, speak for yourself. I'm just trying to name a... 
of the week every time. <laughs> 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 Lawsuit. So it's so for me for so I guess where I was going with that is I stopped calling it the weekly metal news show because there's never any fucking news. It's all really mm-hmm. tedious and it's a lot more. I find it more productive just going on the three of us about what we've been listening to that week and what we've just been all up right, to that cool. week. And because mm-hmm. and again, this this isn't it isn't modeled to a particular audience, so who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. I don't, I well, don't let's know. put let's put it this way: the top news story I can see of the day is watch members of some forty one and they used to cover Rage Against the Machine songs. Mm-hmm. Fuck no! <sighs> I've not even looked at the news this week. I might even I might just have a, a jaunt through blabbermouth as I, as I'm talking, just to, as we usually do. But yeah. I, I guess like it's worth mentioning, like. Um, this, this, as of this moment, we're about ten listens away from our most successful, as in doubling our most successful month so far. So, if there's anyone new that's sort of listening in and going, "The fuck's this about?" I'm, yeah. I'm here to tell you that it's about nothing. Yeah. It, it, it's split. In, it's split into a number of different outputs. There's the numbered episodes, which are just us chatting shit. There's the lettered episodes, which are interview driven, mostly to pertaining to the project, which is currently the history <laughs> the of the records. <laughs> and there's other bits as well. Like I'm doing. Um, there's an interview with Cannibal Corpse coming out on Friday. There's one with Eval next week so there's other things the the lettered ones that are tagged h-o-r-r are history of order and records things that aren't tagged h-o-r-r are just fucking interviews it's really convoluted and really stupid i didn't plan it for that that way but fuck it you're stuck with it so so jim is this you saying there's no housekeeping this week it then goes into 10 minutes of housekeeping well it feels if if i thought if i think out loud and then you can shout me down i don't think anyone's in a position to shout me down given how much you turn up dave but at the same time it feels it feels right to kind of like run it past us three and say out loud in case it sounds fucking dumb or anyone violently disagrees and i don't think we do nah feels about right doesn't it yep definitely feels about right what were you gonna say chef i was gonna say there was there was one piece of news that i just saw by coincidence last night which is not um it's not metal related; it's rap related, and uh, but but it's sort of on the subject of because you were exploring how Roadrunner exploited like satanic themes to try mm-hmm. and like garner controversy, you know, and, and get a lot of clout and stuff. Yep. And um, it's uh, it's that seems to be what's happening in the world of rap now. We're getting satanic rap hour. <laughs> well, uh, basically, the title is Nike sues over Satan shoes with human blood. <laughs> Right, that's just fucking. That, is, that just rhymes. That's what yeah. that is. N- Nike is suing Brooklyn Art Collective, blah blah blah, over a controversial a controversial pair of Satan shoes that contain a drop of real human blood in the soles. A drop. The seven hundred and forty pound trainers, which feature an inverted cross, a pentagram, and the words Luke ten eighteen, were made using modified Nike Air Max ninety sevens. Basically, it's a rapper called Lil Nas X uh, who's selling them. Who I'm not familiar with, but he's got a sort of uh, I don't know that that edgy red and black sort of yeah. 2000s scene. Do you want to know what, what Luke 1018 is? Go on. Oh, there's actually a load of different versions. Hang on, let me uh, the King James version. Let's go to King. Yeah, obviously, I'll and, King James, yeah, just obviously don't. Be, yeah, don't be fucking daft. Uh, and he said unto them, "I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven." Oh, uh, okay. That's edgy as fucking it. Yeah. Well, you, you see, you see where I'm going with that because. Uh, I, yeah, I've never known rappers exploiting, you know, satanic themes for, for clout and popularity. And it's definitely, um, there was a funny tweet, actually, I think it's from the governor of South Dakota. It's not on the article, but I did screenshot it for some reason I thought it would be removed. Uh, saying, our kids are being told that this 
kind of product is not only okay, but it's exclusive. But do you know what's more exclusive? Their God-given eternal soul. We are in a fight for the soul of our nation. We need to fight hard and we need to fight smart. We have to win. This is the governor of uh, either South or North Dakota, by the way, tweeting that. It's, it's got that like crazy fundamentalist vibe to it that the mid like nineties reaction mm. to metal, satanic metal had. Mm. But that's not a religious issue though, is it? That's a knobhead issue. That's the thing. Well, it's, it's knobheads using religion. So it's related to religion. Mm. Yeah. If knobheads couldn't use religion, they'd use fucking like clubs and sticks and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's, we'll probably go into it when we talk about the, the, the Nurgle stuff, but yeah, it's, it, mm. as, as to a point where I'm like, you know what? If an American politician says something that's not relevant because it isn't in in, in a in fact even a British politicians or any politician is kind of it, it no, there's nothing the incentive structure that politicians operate on aren't relevant to anyone else therefore anything they say can't be taken uh, heavily you know what I mean mm-hmm. even if he says something insane like that it's like well who is he trying to satisfy people we don't know. Well, what's, what incentives are you trying to fulfill? They, they, it's a female governor, by the way, just, just so we get in the gender. Oh, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. So, I, although I, I don't know what she identifies as. But, uh, a knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I just thought it was uh, you know interesting reaction there because probably you know, a throwback to the kind of reactions that you were exploring for part one of the Roadrunner documentary. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, the other angle to that is it's going to sell a lot. So good for him. Yeah, yeah, well, well, that's, well, that's the point of it, isn't it? Well, there was only 666 pairs of this thing that I'm reading. It says mm. they all sold out on Monday, but it's like one of these. It's like... Uh, was Second his, batch. Yeah, no, was his, was his sort of like career in decline that he had to pull a stunt like this? You know, it's, or is he... Or is he someone who's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, a Satanist in the, the Levais tradition or some sort of other tradition? And he goes, no, this is, this, is, this is what I like. This is what I am. Or is it just a massive cash grab or controversy thing? Well, I mean, was it was it a cash grab for Roadrunner? Was it a cash grab for band, metal bands in True. the late eighties and stuff? It's it's a, it's a weird little uh, go to sort of trick in it. Seems to be. It's, yeah, quite, it's it just is. funny that a rap, just funny seeing a rapper in that context. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it is a trick to a certain degree, but then there is some bands on the like extreme end of it where it's like, no, this is this is what we are. It's like you know, Cena Watin basically do their set of Bloodstock, which was like a full on. It, it, it ended with a satanic ritual. I saw Twin Temple, who are the world's uh, first satanic do what band, actually do a proper satanic ritual on stage. So it's one of these where it's like, no, there's people who are like, no, this is this is what we are, and it's not. It's not a gimmick. Like the music is a vessel for their beliefs. The same way Christian rock is not a gimmick. It's like a vessel for their beliefs. Mm. Similarly, like Jockey Murphys have been doing Irish music for so yeah. long, they think they're fucking <laughs> Irish, don't they? <laughs> they think I mean, they're working the docks. <laughs> I mean, on that theme, what was the link you sent today about um, the last what was it bastion of Christian fundamentalism in Poland? Oh. Oh, oh, don't blaspheme her. So it's... Um, Nagel, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, run into it. Yeah, so Nagel from Bayamoth is, um, is one of these where he, you know, he's part of Bayamoth. He is like a Satanist. I don't know which tradition he is, but when he's saying stuff about, you know, I think he's one of these where he goes to the tenant where it's all about um, individuality, freedom of expression and connecting with the sort of more like 
animal animal side sort of thing of you in a way but it's it's basically rejecting all christian doctrine because it says it stifles creativity and expression and what have you so he does stuff when he comes from poland which is you know really really catholic country still so he's done stuff on stage like um uh tech uh, tech pages of the bible and stamp on them on stage they tried to do him for that but he was like no it's freedom of expression so i don't know if he got fined for it or he got thrown out of court but he's done stuff like that a couple of times and they keep on doing this to him so he's gone right fuck it that's enough and started up this um auto blasphemia thing which is uh basically is like legal defense for himself and other bands that might get charged with these laws and a campaign to get these like blasphemy laws in poland revoked hmm. yeah I, th- I think the thing that struck me about the video is the thing is right let's start from the start when people like reject religion in the metal context it's kind of like tainted with edginess because it's always when you're 13 it's always someone like mm. fuck i'll just hear it fuck i'll just fucking hear religion and that carries forward but with what is it nergal is that how you pronounce it uh, I, I, I say I'm, Ner- I'm just i'd say nergal it's nergal because yeah. warhammer in yorkshire <laughs> yeah yeah and um, it, it's he just really articulate really sensible even though the the shtick about behemoth is as a satanic band he's like rooting the entire statement really deliberately in the legality of it and the pragmatism of it and i that's what speaks to me about the whole thing and it's really difficult to reconcile sometimes like metal and anti-religion just because of the reasons i was saying before like it's sometimes it's just a knee-jerk reaction of people going oh you fucking, oh, you fucking don't like it just because it's part of the imagery and it's not mm. really thought through but I'd say that what Nurgle's done is cut through all that for me. Mm. I thought it was good. <laughs> if, if he wanted to, if, if YouTube did stars still, I'd give him four stars out of five. <laughs> did, did you find that though, Dev? Do you find like you, you adopted a, uh, an anti-religious stance because of edginess or do you think? Oh. Were, you, were you attacked by a priest at one point? No, 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 no. I think I think it did it because it was one of these where you, you, you sort of like look at the metal bands and you're like, well, I've learned about Christian stuff. What's this certain stuff? So I bought the Satanic Bible when it was like, you know, 13, 14, I think, or something like that. And, you know, read it and was like, all right, I, I agree with some stuff in this, you know, called myself a Satanist for a while and then realised, no, Dave, you've been, you've been a bit of a tip. But then, the, but then it's like one of these. It's like anything. You read a book and some of it's you know a bit, a bit blur, but there's then other things yeah. that blur. there's another things that um there's other things that sort of stick with you and you sort of um you sort of like carry them carry them through with you and i think the main one from the satanic bible was the quote that um you know uh man is man is just another animal on the earth and it's like yeah yeah we are and we've got like these animally tendencies and stuff and you know this is why i rarely shower <laughs> Yeah, that, I was going to say that explains a lot about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, there's that sort of thing. But then it's, but then there was there was the edginess. But then you sort of like see bits of it, and then you sort of like you know um, dial dial back from it as well. It's kind of like it's kind of like the you know Norse paganism stuff that a lot of the bands I listen to now are into, and that I've been looking at as well. The stuff where you go, yeah, okay, but then there's other stuff where you're like, yeah, all right, I get that. You know, it, it's watching you try and eat a dissolvable vitamin C tablet without any water it makes a lot more sense <laughs> now. <laughs> In your head, you're going, we're just another animal. Just an <laughs> you animal. going through my bins last night, by the way. I've had it piss easy though, because I, I, I went to a Church of England primary school and the vicar played rugby with my dad and drank at the local pub. So it was like, that was kind of like, it never felt outdated. It never felt like, it never felt nefarious. 
Father Bob kicked ass. It all made sense. Not necessarily from a religious <laughs> point of view, because we all knew the like the actual like. Does the Church of England believe in a big beardy bloke in the sky popping his head, popping his head out? Nah, not really. It's more about it's more about going around like a institutionalizing sort of the community and centering it around a certain point, which mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah, but obviously. That, moving a bit further away from the Nurgle stuff, but I, I think just talking about like people adopting an anti-religious stance, it's difficult. It was difficult for me to sort of tread that gap because mm-hmm. I was like, oh well, you know, Father Bob are all right, and he's not a twat, and I'm not a twat. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, What's the Iranian experience of this then, Shaf? Uh, I'm probably not like uh, probably not. S- wise to be discussing like religious matters in a public <laughs> forum about Iran <laughs> to be honest uh, and that says everything <laughs> so yeah uh, I don't know uh, I'll edit this I, mean, I, did, I didn't grow up in Iran so and uh, yeah so I'm, I don't have like a lot of first hand experience in like religious contexts in Iran uh, I went to a Church of England school like you so my you know most of my exposure to religion is the same as yours, to be honest. Um, mm. In terms of like blasphemy laws, you know, they still exist heavily and they can be applied kind of seemingly arbitrarily, at, you know, at random for mm. different things. So it's not like I could lift some really rigid set of rules about what actually constitutes blasphemy. Uh, mm. But, you know, there's things like um, female singers are not allowed in Iran. Basically, women, women can't sing uh, unless unless they're back unless they're backup singers. That's permitted, but a solo female singing is not permitted because it's like I don't know. I guess it's uh, considered blasphemous. It's it's considered it's like equivalent of a female not wearing you know headscarf basically. Oh, okay. Like provocative, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So one woman's provocative, but like five women's not. Uh, well, in the background, as a as a ba- as a backing singer to a male lead singer, I guess it's not Fair that provocative. Because we've never seen provocative backing singers before. No, no, but I mean, you know, when you think backing singer, you know, you're not thinking like, you know, top of the pops. They're, they're dancing yeah. in the brass or whatever. We're just talking. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of. There's not. I don't think there's. I mean, there are music videos, but again, yeah, probably not gonna have a lot of female exposure in music videos. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. watch a lot of Iranian pop videos, so I couldn't tell you. There's a lot of Iranian, half like the Iranian music output is coming from California anyway, and that's a different story, obviously. Uh, they're not okay. they're not under the uh, jurisdiction of Iranian blasphemy laws, so they, they do what they want, but that is really cheesy on another level. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I don't really want to like say more than that, to be honest. I don't want to dig myself a hole or anything so uh that's, no, that's, that's that's your lot that's completely acceptable mm. so you can move from trying to get us cancelled to trying to get yourself fucking yeah, arrested exactly trying to, yeah. trying to not get myself cancelled <laughs> <laughs> this struggle is real this struggle hey, what's, is um, real. what's nurgle asking for is it just financial support or is it like a whole project he needs lawyers and shit to sort of sign yeah, it's the, pro- the, the interesting thing is like he's he is the only one that seems to be suffering from this particular Whoa. Thing, right it, I'm, I'm not going to read through it now like i'm a bit more a bit more proper and it's saying that there's him and there's other polish artists because one of them he was um right uh case in 2016 he um um 
there was a Behemoth shirt, and it presumably it was like you know, a, you know, one of these shirts where it's like a not a parody, but the tech elements of like the Polish and the tech elements of like a country's emblem. You know, like Maiden do, but made, but no one has a problem with it. Like when they do a country, they'll do like um, a Slovakia shirt or a like Mexico oh, shirt right, or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's something like this. So they've designed they've designed a shirt, and then. Um, it says they've been um, uh, officially charged with disrespect in Poland's national coat of arms. So that's him and the um, t-shirt guy. And it says there's other artists who've done like similar things, and like these laws apply to them. So it's not just the Polish guy picking on Behemoth, but I think because they're the most prominent, he's going well. Someone's got to start this, so it's me. Mm. No, that makes sense. Mm. Interesting to see, you know, where he gets with that. Whether there's actually a, you know, popular. Mm movement you know there's any sort of popular support for withdrawing this blasphemy law or not you know within the actual population of Poland yeah well the GoFundMe's got 40 grand in it as of now well so, what's the well, you know what's the the end game with raising funds you know what are they going to do take them to court or what um, I think it's to, for legal defences or to try and get this um, um, order check. well this um, what is it this article article 196 which is um, a religious law article. I think it's about getting that changed or having it reformed or something. Mm. I'll say it doesn't apply to our, or you know, something like that. Because it might, it might be considered, you know, an archaic law that's just. I don't know if it's still being applied rigor, rigorously in the country. Then it's probably not likely to get much traction. You know, the government's right. not going to sort of accept it and say like, oh well, because yeah. if it's still being used, it's still being used. You know, yeah, it's uh, true. If, if they don't have a problem with it. But you know, this, uh, I see this. It's one of these where this this shit keeps on happening to him, and you know, it's the the government keeps on doing this, and it's kind of like going, "I don't think this law should be in place." And it's like, "All right, cool, whatever, go for it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a guy there's a guy in a wheelchair that can't get into the 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 internet cafe, so he's petitioning for the council to put a ramp in. This is like from an admin perspective, this is the equivalent. He keeps <laughs> getting fucking done over by this blasphemy law, so he's just putting in things to try and stop it from happening. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, th- th- there's a, there's a, there is a uh, principle to the law that these Christians ha- hold. There's not a principle to the IT cafe just not allowing disabled <laughs> users into the. You know what I mean? Um, have you seen a film called, well, a documentary film called Paradise Lost? No. The child murders at Robin Hood Hills. It's quite. It's a famous case in uh, where basically these three um, teenagers, but you know probably 15 to 17, quite young, got basically just sent straight to prison in uh, in Arkansas yeah. uh, because they just considered the murders somehow related to Satanism. And these three sort of, you know, dressed in, you know, your generic martial clothes and listened to heavy metal music. T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's sort of similar, um, you know, that mentality still exists, you know, very widely in like the southern states of america i mean this is we're talking like what 25 years well 20 uh, almost 90, 30 years 90, ago 93 94 so yeah yeah a while ago but i guess it still exists in those in those states that kind of christian well it's the bible belt in it so yeah. there's still like a, a big like uh taboo about satanism and stuff and if you, if you listen to metal and you sort of follow that you're associated oh. with it you know it could get you put in prison when you haven't committed the crime mm. It's, a, it's an interesting film, though. You should you should check it out. It's quite... Mm. Yeah, prosecution, dubious nature of evidence, yeah, emotional bias, yeah. Yeah. It's all fucked, lads. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just part of the you know react the sort of exaggerated reactionism to uh, anything to do with Satan or Satanism or, or like anything mm. occult like, related. Where it just mm. it's got this like hypermania about it. Yeah, and I think I think this is no girl's point because everything um uh, in a way everything I've seen from him it's one of these where is is more about the lifestyle rather than Satan is a thing that I worship as a being. And whereas there is some bands which are like Satan is the thing that I worship as a being. So it's like Jim said about, you know, the Church of England being all about the community united by these core beliefs, whereas like your Orthodox Polish Catholics will be like, I worship man in the sky. Mm. Yeah, and it's the fight against that. It's like, you know, the Church of England's not going to do, oh, against, you know, people in metal shirts out there, but people who are more into, people more towards the definite, there is, you know, the, you know, there is the monotheistic sky god. It's going to be like, you know, they're going to be more willing to persecute them. So it's where you are on that scale of uh, tolerance and offence, really, isn't it? Mm. Well, you know that, you know that guy that called um, like members of the public demons uh, when he was trying to justify why his, uh, his, like, sect of Christianity in America had its own private plane and shit. Did mm. you see that? That uh, mad guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone contributing to him obviously has some problem with like fundamentalism in mm. Christianity and they're, prob- they're the kind of people that are likely to mm. like have a knee-jerk reaction to yeah. the idea of someone being a Satanist. Yeah. Yeah, what's well, like that? Isn't it? The, those on either end of the scale really want to get those on the opposite end, and everybody else in the middle. Whereas everybody else in the middle is like, yeah, whatever, crack on. Because <laughs> your average response for a Church of England vicar, if you got, I worship, I worship the devil, they'd be like, oh well, isn't that nice? We'd like a cup of tea. That's that's Church of England, isn't it? You know. Ah <laughs> uh, man, I'm, I'm on any issue. I'm always I'm always like, what respect, what incentive is being responded to? Mm. I, I'm then, so the, the so there's the claimant and the fucking other side. So the claimant here is no. What incentives are you responding to? He wants to be able to practice his his craft freely without effectively persecution. Yeah. And also on the other side of that, it's the establishment whose incentive is to keep it there for credibility purposes, for money purposes, for stability purposes. So it's like right. Okay, well, which one's going to prevail? It seems like both are fail in terms of pure pragmatism. Yeah. Both, very, very, very equal. Yeah. In terms of like, they're completely diametrically opposed. Uh, but who's going to win out? And it's going to be whoever's got uh, the most resources. So just chuck yeah. your money at Nurgle. Yeah. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing why the, if the sort of like uh, people have reacted to this in in court and why these laws are still there today, if they left it alone, it would get so much less traction. Because music that celebrates Satan is never, ever, ever going to be popular, especially when it's like Behemoth. Even you know, it's like like I said mm-hmm. at the start of this, you know, Behemoth are fucking awesome. What what they do, but there's people who fucking hate the music, so it's not going to mm-hmm. go anywhere. Whereas if like uh, Adam, you know, Adam Nergal Dax is stomping on a picture of Madonna again, oh well, let's just you know, <laughs> let's just go to church on Sunday, pray that you know, pray that it gets struck down by a thunderbolt, but we're not giving him a forum, you know. I listened to the the Satanist the other day. It's, it's a fucking amazing album. It's good. It's not a good running album. I'll give it that. It is it is pretty good. Right. I'll put this to you. It's got one of the best openers and one of the best finishers of an album ever. I didn't get to the finisher. But oh, yeah. the finisher! <laughs> fucking oh, Father or Satan or Son. What a fucking song that is. I uh, sent some beer to Metal Mike from Archer Magazine for thanking him for all his help so far. Right. 
yeah he, the way he notified me that uh, behemoth sanctum that's the beer yes arrived he said um he just said four four of behemoth's best releases have just oh no no four of behemoth's only good releases have just popped their way through my door <laughs> I that was just quite noticed funny. that uh the needle drop has uh reviewed this album oh yeah he does everything uh, that guy doesn't he well does he does something? I don't know. He's, he's very selective in his. He's, he like covers every genre, but he's kind of selective. He I mean. doesn't really cover. He covers like whoever's the most pretentious band in every genre by the looks of it. Because <laughs> he's not. He's not fucking covering, you know, Bury Tomorrow or, or Periphery and stuff. He's covering. Oh fuck knows. What what's that band he always uh, goes on about? They like fucking heavy metal. Um, it's like everything's clipping. They've recorded it like way over. The, you know the clipping sound level and it's Could just like just hellish to listen to it's like heavy metal rapping basically uh, <laughs> death grips that's it death grips death grips okay now he never stops going on about <laughs> i'm trying to find out what he gave this uh what he gave this album i can't see it yes this is what you should give it it's all you can give it and that's the aim of yes have you got anything anything else on uh was it order blasphemer and that's about it, really. This is like the most of proper, proper looked at it. I knew it was a thing, and I, and I knew where it was about, and I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty for that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you given him uh, given him your two quid? Uh, I haven't given him two quid, Jim, because uh, I, I support him, but not from a financial perspective, because that's a... Uh... <laughs> A man after I, my own heart. I am. I am not lucky with money at the minute. So there we go. <laughs> hey, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, that, that's essentially what. <laughs> that's essentially what I'm doing to Nurgle. And thoughts, thoughts and prayers. I'll sacrifice some sort of animal for him. You know, I'd be fine. Yeah. Put, put a squirrel on the altar or something like that. You know, so good, so good. So, uh, Jim, you've been listening to the new Architects album, I hear. Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, well, I've I been listening to an old album, so don't blame you. Don't blame me when you say not a lot. <laughs> Go on. I, I just wanted to listen to enough to sort of get a vibe for it. And it's like, it's totally different from what what I'm regarding as it used to be. The thing that turned me off like 15 years ago is completely the opposite of what it is now. Well, what was it that turned you off 15 years ago? I have curiosity. It was just kind of like totally discordant. It was kind of like, take the death cost stuff from like Bring Me Horizon, the stuff that was... Uh, so it was almost a cliche, like the breakdowns and, and the um, chromatic tonalities of the breakdown. I think it was like, take that, but multiply it by 10 and call mm. it math call. That's what I didn't like about it. Uh, I knew mm. it was like, it was a technically proficient um, style of music. And I knew that was the main appeal. Except somehow Meshuggah make it rock. Architects didn't. Now it's completely, there was a way they've got a lot more pop sensibilities now. And they've got a lot more... Um, Still a lot of technical work, but they've definitely softened it up. Hmm. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I'm in a similar boat as you, like where I've only been exposed to like singles and things. I haven't like dived mm. into their back catalogue and stuff. But uh, as you know, the that thread that I've been going on about since I read it fucking two weeks ago of like on R slash Metalcore, what is the best Metalcore album of all time? <laughs> which just got me so butthurt, I still can't walk. Um, <laughs> like, you know, number two being fucking Bring Me Their Eyes and Semp Eternal. Like, suck a dick, to Flash Metal Core. Uh, <laughs> number one being Architects, All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us. Uh, 
and you know, I've seen the cover, and uh, you know, I'm fam- sort of familiar with it being highly regarded in the metalcore scene. You know, it's just that having heard bits and pieces of Architects over the years and being mm. sort of underwhelmed, really. Uh, I haven't, I haven't dived into it, but I thought I would uh, give it a try, give it a listen, see what it's all about, see if there's anything cool in there, and uh, yeah, it's sort of. I have the same thing where it's it's difficult to listen to a lot at a time because it's it's the same problem I have with like Newberry Tomorrow, which is why I've complained about them all the time because it's like uh, back to roots metalcore is like let's just strip back technicality or what sounds like technicality it might be technical but you can't fucking hear it because in a mix really. Um, I mean, I, I just looked at a tab today and I didn't even realize it had like a lead guitar in the opening track. Like I just looked at the table, like fucking, hell, that's that's quite that's quite a nice like lead tune there. And you can't hear bugger all because of the mix, um, and it's it's just so like um, like a testament to doing a lot with a little. Like how much how many riffs can we write with just zero, ten, twelve? Mm. Uh, and since you're not letting yeah. me uh, play any music on this podcast, I'm just going to demonstrate for. <laughs> whoever doesn't know what that means just, it's just so like you know that that just just variations of that for like fucking 30 minute runtime of 10 songs or whatever and it's just I, you know Barry, Barry Tomorrow basically have done the same thing where they strip, strip that back um, mm. and what I what I the kind of brand of metalcore that I like is not sort of that. Let's just chug on the low note, uh, which I guess is is quite Mesh Sugar influenced, really. A lot of the sort of weird. But uh, I prefer the sort of. This is what I this is no. what I call like that. Early metalcore, new wave of American heavy metal. That's what I call that. That's where it crosses over. For me, what what the the sort of uh, boring one note stuff or the you know the latter, right? So like sugar lead, sugar lead. Yeah, yeah. That that that's how I that's how I personally define metalcore. That's why I was like put hurt about bringing their eyes and being put in that because they've never really done that. This is why I. This is why I, I split the hairs. This is completely why I split the hairs because it's just two different metalcore. And I mean, your grievance with um, Barry Tomorrow is kind of the, it feels like my kind of grievance with metalcore in general. Like I can't mm. listen to way too much of it because it's just all way samey. It's all occupies around the same kind of sonic area, the same progression. It just sounds really samey to me. I could get yeah. into it, and I've, I've kind of conceded that if I was learning it on guitar, I'd be like. Oh great, cool! I can get into that because I could. I, the relationship is a bit different, but I'm, I feel like I'm totally with you in in terms of. Yeah, well, that that seems to be what what fucking sells at least for the past like decade in metalcore. I don't That's understand sells, it. Like stripping We're it back. Old. Yeah. We're old. Yeah, yeah. Something's wrong. Because I mean, that's really not what say uh, Killswitch Engage are about at all. No, do you, think there's like, do you think there's like a guy with a fucking Steppenwolf t-shirt on and a denim jacket who went, you know, fucking Nirvana, I don't get it. Making that like, like a similar kind of, uh, a similar reach. Like they had, it's not, I don't believe in heydays, right? I don't believe in them, but I just do not resonate with this thing that seems to be selling really well. No, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in heydays because, I mean, you listen to like the new Polaris album, uh, which, it, you know, gets 
a few gets dunked on a bit by I don't know the core jerk uh, subreddits and things. But that is the kind of brand of metal guy like where you throw in leads and you throw in like creative riffs, um, you know, riffs where you've actually got some fucking quarter notes in there. It's not all just sixteenth notes, just chugging on the low note, just da 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 da, da, da you know. Um, which just gets so boring. They just get put some fucking variety in there. It's like, it's not all even, you know, it kind of crosses into other genres as well. Um, which we sort the, of, uh, build a shit list. Should we do a shit list of like a band? Cause we're struggling with this, obviously, aren't we? But we've got to accept, we've got to accept the possibility that it's not the children who are wrong, but it's us. <laughs> nah, well, I can't accept that. <laughs> so I don't know what you want me to do. Um, well, look, look, let's do, let's do a shit list. Right. So, New Architects, Bury Tomorrow, Polaris. In fact, no, this is my shit list because like I, I, I'm into, they all occupy the same kind of like, in the Venn diagram of metal, they sort of like sit in the same corner. Well, I, the fact I like that you're Astral. throwing Polaris into that category is, is strange to me because they, you know, they don't follow that sort of low chugging vibe that a lot of like new it's, middle of the road metalcore does. I'll need to, I need to listen to them all side by side. Right. Let's, let's, I'm going to do the whole thing, right? I'm going to type this up and I'm going to, I'm going to report back next week. Right. right. So these are all the bands and apologies, Shaq, because these are all the bands that you like, but I sometimes struggle to like get like a narrative on periphery, buried mm-hmm. tomorrow between the buried and me. Well, um, between the buried and me, like went from death core, sort of progressive death core to progressive metal. So there's never really a metal core element in there, but then they've got all sorts of, they? right. Periphery, um, buried tomorrow between buried and me, Polaris architects. Is there anything else you've animals as leaders? I, mean, I like. Yeah, they, well, they're not. They're, again, they're not metal. Are they? They're, oh, they're progressive metal car. They're progressive metal. Um, I don't. Well, you could listen to Sempaternal by Bringing the Horizon, since that was fucking number oh, yeah. two, and see how well that fits into that category for you. Because it's there are some good songs in there. To be fair, having gone back to it and, and thought, like you know, where are people getting this metal car tag from? Um, mm-hmm. And there are songs that almost fall into it, but it's it sort of throwbacks to their second album when they dropped the sort of deathcore sound and simplified it. And that was a lot of the same, you know. It's cutting out. I think you've got the guitar too close to the mic. Well, you get the point. That's that's yeah. that's basically what it sounds like. It's just cutting out fucking it's so low and just droney. Just Even boring. the mic rejects it. I like how yeah. Dave's going on mute as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. I thought he just left. No, no, he's just. <laughs> right, right. I was trying to listen to music at the same time. So this is. Uh, all right, fair this enough. Is, you guys haven't been um, answering to what I'm saying, but I thought, now that you're off on one, so yeah, it's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I did take myself off mute because I've been trying to. Uh, Trying to listen to stuff that's uh, taking my fancy as I'm sat here, so yeah. But no, no, it's, um, it's it's cool. I was gonna, I was gonna, as a joke, go. What's your take on metalcore? <laughs> <laughs> this is where like you two sort of are opposed. Oh, God, yeah. not opposed, but like, yeah, you know my take on metalcore. <laughs> you find well, it boring, and there's not there's not any attitude behind it. I take it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's something about it where it just gets under my skin, and it just makes me go. <laughs> Well, I find it strange because I think like metalcore is sort of uh, a nice medium between being edgy and having an attitude, and you know, being sort of emotional and having a melodic core to it. Like that's why I like. I mean, I don't only listen to metalcore exclusively. To be fair, it's just what kind of it saves me from getting into crabcore and deathcore, which is definitely <laughs> going to get fucking <laughs> ripped into. So, um, 
<laughs> I suppose like you can throw you might as well listen to Kill Switch Engage as a as a Oh like, I like it's one of these where I like I like some of the bands. I, I like Kill Switch and Trivium. Tri- Trivium. This, yeah. this is it. This is what yeah. Yeah, but these are the bands. we all start in the same place. Yeah. Yeah, these are the bands that are traditionally like revered by metal bands the metal fans anyway, like these these you know, so called sort of metal core bands like Trivium and, and uh, yeah. Kill Switch Engage. Uh so that, that that doesn't come as a surprise to me, uh, but it, and that's the sort of argument I've been making in previous episodes. But it's like, well, it's strange that metalheads, you know, then sort of disparage other bands that are pretty similar, really. Yeah. Let's, let's do a cultural outreach. I'm, yeah. It's 1997, and I'm New Labour. <laughs> Dave, recommend recommend a band to Shab, which is like at its core, sort of like what you're about. Like oh, like, a, like like Viking Skull or something like that. Oh damn it! Recommend a band that I'm about. Yeah, yeah just just one, just one, because it could start. No, just as a starting point. One of the oh, starting point. Yeah, and then Shab do the same with with Metalcore. All right, okay. Um, Does it have to be Metalcore. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. As as a starting point, but um, a Monomath's album Berserker. We'll go with that. Okay. Monomath's Berserker, we'll go with that. Okay, that's yours, Shab. That's not mine. Yeah, I'm oh, not. All right, there, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, that's that's one I've got to listen to. Yeah. You can send me the spelling of that, because I didn't get it. I'll do, I'll do it now. And it, it also helps if you say it like the um, the Muppet song. I'm on a mask. I'm on a mask. Okay, it's coming to your, your WhatsApp, Shab. Before you before you give um, Dave a challenge, like a challenging album, challenge album. Want, a, a challenge album. I want I want your first impressions on Berserker. Oh, I, I, I think not musically, just like the now. cover. No, just the cover and the vibe you get right. from it. Uh, well, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting that Viking metal vibe from it, obviously, <laughs> which I never listened to. <laughs> it does exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> Yeah. I've not heard this one to be fair. I would have, I would fucking have album. I would have recommended Twilight of the Thundergod. Oh. It's Jim, it's um it's better, I'm gonna say. Really? I'm gonna be controversial. Wow. I mean t- Twilight, I mean Twilight had the title track, whereas this it's got about four or five tracks which are um fucking awesome. Mm. I'm getting a sort of was this a Magic the Gathering artwork like that they just <laughs> threw into the album. Yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> All right, all right, Shab, give us an, an accessible metalcore album. Right, so I can't name Attack Attack for that. <laughs> you can you can name Attack Attack, but only, I forgot you know I forgot the nah, fucking name of them. Um, I mean that's not what I'm that's not what I'm about. But it would I, just wait, be funny no, to no, see. I think it, it speaks to your your very core. In fact, Dave, <laughs> in, in, in the background, I'm going to give you a link, and I want you to watch this on mute while you're talking to us, if that's okay. That's fine. Okay, give um. What, what are you thinking in terms of? Well, you 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 then you then like stipulate it has to be metal cogs. I was thinking like probably something what, by periphery. What do you think? All right, give, see, I, I go on then. Yeah, periphery. And I don't consider periphery metalcore. I mean, you know, I fucking say gent, but that's kind of illegal, isn't it? Oh god, yeah. What's, what's describe gent to us because it's something, it's something I haven't heard for a while. And watch that on mute, uh, by the way. Do yourself. I, a I, I'm watching it on mute. <laughs> 
fart even this lot. The lead singer makes the guy from My Chemical Romance look hard. <laughs> Do you know what? Can you see why they call it Kravko? <laughs> I can, but I was, um, I was. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't shock me as much as it is when you say Kravkar is someone who's seen Evil Scarecrow live many a time and participated <laughs> in Krabulon. So uh, they've got a lot to learn about crabbing. <laughs> what periphery album do you recommend, Dave? Then, um, well, it has to be the, an ex- the most accessible one, or what? Or one that I personally what, what, like. What do you, if you if you were to say to Dave, look, Metalcore is not a complete joke like you think it is. I listen to <laughs> no, I listen, I did I did you a favor by listening to him on a mouth. You listen to my shit. Here's yeah. something accessible. Uh, all right. Well, I can't name Periphery then if that's the if that's the aim because I don't consider him Metalcore. Uh, Whatever you get, you know, you catch my drift. No, well, I've got I've got a name I've got a name and band that represents Metalcore in some way. Uh, hey. Well, in general, I'd say like Periphery covers, you know, the grounds that I like enjoy oh, okay, because okay. I'm not because if, I'm not fucking metal, I'm not just Mister Metalcore, right? I might <laughs> be talking. Give me an album. Uh, I'd probably say um, Juggernaut Omega. Juggernaut Omega, okay. Okay, Juggernaut Omega. Which is what like most Periphery fans are definitely not fucking recommending, but it's what oh, I recommend. Okay. I'll add this to my new music playlist. I've added the entire thing to my new music playlist. Right. Attack, attack. It's an album from 2015, so this means I'm not going to know what's going on, even though Berserker was 2019. So, yeah. But this is this is very weird for me. And uh, to, you were adding Metalcore... This band, so it's, uh, it's kind of scary. You were adding Metalcore lists, uh, names to the list, weren't you, uh, Jim? You were you adding some metalcore bands because uh, you can also put, I guess, the Devil Wears Prada on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, what well, for myself? Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, you get you get. There's neither two two separate objectives, right? I'm just trying to cr- like have your Venn diagram world sort of cross over a bit, whereas I'm trying to make sense of metalcore. There's some I like and there's some I don't like, and there's most of the stuff that sits in the middle all sounds the same. That's what I'm trying to unpack, and that's what mm. my list is about. Well, that, that's yeah. I mean, that's my problem with metalcore because obviously that is not definitely not the genre I listen to exclusively because I couldn't I couldn't listen to a lot of these bands that you know follow that trend of mm. um, almost being genty but not really. So, so like. I'd say one of the most defining things, features about metalcore, like compositionally, is that it's usually quite simple in terms of sort of, you know, it's not making loads of key changes and it's not like jumping into, you know, I don't know, different sort of harmonic scales and and it's not got a lot of time signature changes. Mm. Um, It's generally like 4 4, but it's it's technical as you can be in 4 4. Basically, yeah. Um, mm. Which is why it's like not not quite gent, but it's trying to sound like gent in four four. Some of this, some of this middle ground stuff. I mean, like uh, like sort of prime architects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I'll, I'll listen through it and I'll see if I can figure out a way we can unpack this. Because <clears throat> as I say, the, are the children wrong? Probably, but let's try it anyway. <laughs> Right. No, I mean, I, I, I'm on the same boat as you, really, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, cool. Well, do you reckon that's a good place to leave it, then, since we've all got homework? 
Uh, well, I was going to say, what's that? What's these bands you want to introduce us to, Dave? That you've just found an Aztec oh. black metal thing or something like that? Yeah, I can't. I can't. Put, let me let me go away and have a listen, and then I'll, I'll report back next week because it's been a bit of a slow week for new music, apart from that one I sent you by Anzat, where it's it's all about the um, intro, where it's just a guy shouting out, you know, for you men who stare at the sun. It's fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose uh, if we, if you want to move on to a subject quickly, is, is my hot take, which is related to metalcore and the bands we've been talking about, and one band I've omitted from the suggestion list because of this hot take. Mm. <laughs> okay, which is uh, going back to the top best metalcore albums of all time. My submission for that is either the first or second album by Funeral of a Friend. Neither of which are considered metalcore. Mm. Neither of which are strictly metalcore. They were regarded as post-hardcore, weren't they? Yeah, but uh, I was listening to like the demo, you know, not demo EP stuff, like just before the first album, uh, which uh, seven ways or four ways to scream your name, and between order and model, mm-hmm. and the like, music is so similar to Killswitch Engage. And they were they were doing it like the same time, like almost exactly the same time. The first uh, EP came out like three months after the first album from Killswitch Engage. Right. And it, like right. musically, the, like riff wise, it's so similar. And yet, for some reason, uh, if you go on like say the Killswitch Engage Wikipedia article, like you know, uh, Wikipedia refuses to even list an alternative subgenre. It's just straight up just metalcore. Won't list anything else. Mm. Um, whereas Funeral for Friends is post-hardcore, emo, melodic hardcore, alternative rock, screamo. It doesn't even get a metalcore mention. Mm-hmm. And so my, my hot take is, if Funeral for a Friend aren't metalcore, then fucking Killswitch Engage aren't metalcore. They're post-hardcore. Ooh. They're post-hardcore with a f- like a few metal elements and, and you know, I guess uh, metal sort of singing where it's a bit more from the chest up. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a singer, so I can't describe, but you know what I mean? You know, like yeah, the metal yeah, brand mean, of yeah. brand of singing. Yeah. Otherwise, like music take, they're, so, they're so fucking similar. Uh, I mean, go and listen to like, um, uh, let me see, I'm trying to think of top 1045 Amsterdam conversations or this year's most open heartbreak, yeah. like music late. And it's just fucking, it's just fucking kill switch engage with a different singer. Really? Yeah. That's, that's, a, good, they that's just, a good hot take, though. Some reason they were just thrown into the post hardcore, like, and I mean, they, they, you, you saw them live supporting fucking Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah. we did. So, I mean, they come from like a metal background. They don't, I really don't think they from... called it metalcore by then because they were calling Trivium thrash metal until yeah. 2007. You know what I mean? Well, so, well what would they call in Killswitch Engage? Because they are very much considered like the fathers of fucking metalcore, aren't they? Oh my god, that's a great no, question. No, no other genre is thrown at them as I as I mentioned. Um, it's just it's just get... strange. If I mean, if you look at like Wikipedia's, I, I mean, I know Wikipedia's a weird, you know, uh, citation, but I guess it can be edited from anyone. So it's not like normies editing these pages. It's fucking metalcore fans, you know, that are editing it and. Hmm. Uh, and they're, they're defining metalcore as like, I don't know, Washington DC fucking hardcore scene in the 90s. And it's like, mm. like how many fucking music genres really come from a specific underground clubs in a specific state in America, really? It, it comes from a sound, does it not? 
Um, uh, I, I think I think the Gothenburg death metal scene of the nineties would like to. Uh, <laughs> like to <laughs> no, the point. no, no, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but like that's not what I'd associate with. Like what defines metalcore and the sound yeah, of it. Yeah, it's yeah. just this bands from all over that that have that sound, and it's very like distinctive sound. It's just like well, if you're not if you're not somehow derived from that weird sort of pretentious definition of the of the genre, then you po- you get thrown in the post hardcore scene mm. apparently. That's a hot, that's a good hot take. I'm going to listen to those albums side by side now. Yeah, yeah I mean, I haven't I haven't um, re- done enough. I, I wasn't expecting to be on the podcast tonight, so I, I didn't actually get my sort of research done to be able to contribute more to this hot take than just going off What's the top research? of my head. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. That's cool. This is something we can unpack as we go forward. Definitely, definitely. I like it. Cool. Uh, but yeah, especially the EPs because they were definitely like an art of Ameri- the art of American football as well, mm. which is like. Let me see if I'm going to clip or not. Let's see if I can even remember it. <laughs> I can't remember. It. it keeps going out. Yeah, well. If you it's got very any, impressive, mate. Don't worry about it. No, if you've got any like idea of like what the, the kind of sound, it, 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 it's it's a metalcore riff, isn't? Yeah. It? Yeah. I mean, just go back and listen to it and just see what I mean. It's uh, yeah. just stuff that's like so similar. They're like so much in the same vein. It's just quite weird. Um, yeah, I never thought of it like that, but it is a good point. Just from memory, myself, just going back and thinking, right, early kill switch, early funeral of a friend. Mm. Ooh, that's compelling. Yeah, like ours is um, is like probably my favorite metalcore album, and it's like no one's fucking calling it a metalcore album. We could be, we could take a stand. We could take a stand, and we could do it here at the Temple of Blair before it burns down. I'm trying to find a, a bloody actual Wikipedia page for ours. Yeah, I don't think it has one. Oh, yeah, it does have one. Uh, post hardcore and email. I don't see email. I don't. Uh, is it email? They're really a lot of uh, some of it did sort of cross over, didn't it? I say cross over, or I think the perspectives crossed over. Rather it's than just weird else. that the the definition of for these things, these sort of uh, stipulations for these genres aren't as uh, like rigid. Because hmm. I don't know. Anyway, let's um, let's unpack that another time. Hmm. Do you want to do a good bluff in there, um, Dave? Or do you want to do you want to do you want to ring us out? Do you want to play us out? <laughs> do you do a jingle and I'll do the catchphrase over the top. <laughs> That's just going to cut straight out. By the way, Behemoth the Satanist got a light nine from the needle drop. Yeah. Uh, uh, Behemoth the Satanist is good. And on that, um, I can't think of another word for bombshell. So oh, I'm no. going to do a clarks and I'm going to come back to And on that bombshell, it's bleh for nah. Riff, please. <laughs> Like <laughs> <Back> it. <laughs> I'm keeping all that in anyway. <laughs>